Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with returning guest, Phil Wiseman. Thanks for joining me, Phil. Mike, appreciate you inviting me back. It's an honor and a pleasure to be back on the show. Good. Before we get started, let me tell folks about some of the things that are coming up. We have the uh, Sandler Cold Call Camp. That's an all-day program on Wednesday, the 25th of this month. That's next week. And that's for people who have to make cold calls. Whether they're selling over the phone or they're setting up face-to-face meetings. It's going to teach them how to get by the gatekeepers. Three fantastic scripts to use with prospects and at least five ways to break other people's voicemails so they're forced to call you back better than 70% of the time. It isn't for everyone. If you're interested, call the office 513-753-9400, extension 106, talk to Carmen. Tell her you heard about it on the radio show. She'll give you a fantastic discount. Additional programs, we have uh, the continuing Sandler Foundations program meeting on Wednesday morning for people who are looking for a basis in Sandler and Sandler Selling System. meets on Wednesday mornings. And our next program in the Business Builder Series at the Clovernook Country Club is going to be held October 16th. The program is The Seven Deadly Sins of Sales. What are the seven things that people do that hold back their sales? And uh, sometimes fatally. The cost of that program is $25. That includes uh, lunch and dessert. The time is 11.30 a.m. to 1.15 p.m. Again, call the office here if you'd like to make a reservation or have some questions about the program. Bill, I think it would be fair if we asked you to tell our listeners about how you got here. Where, where did you start out in business, and what businesses have you been in? That's a good question, Mike. Uh, to make a long story very short, I actually started out working as a laboratory technician and sat and looked out windowless windows, fake windows, for two years, got into sales, uh, did all the traditional sales training, you know, 10 calls, close one, 100 calls, get 10 appointments. Um, Sounds like you were selling life insurance. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, I love sales, but just with the drudgery of it all, went to every typical sales training program, look in the mirror, I like myself, I like myself, and all those things. Luckily, I met you, I think it's been maybe, well, it's well over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started my own company uh, after being in the water treatment industry for about 20 years. Sandler was very successful for me. Learned how to get to know very quickly, saved myself a lot of time, became much more efficient in the sales process, so much so 
that I ended up selling the company to a major competitor. Unfortunately, I can't disclose the dollar amount yet. I still have three years on that agreement with them. Mm-hmm. And I give a lot of credit to um, the Sandler Sales System in giving me the tools to grow my business dramatically. Mm-hmm. I guess you grew the business enough and took enough of his market share that he flew out here from uh, the far west and uh, threw a lot of money down on the table in front of you. Yes, he would call me repeatedly and make offers, and I said, there has to be enough zeros. I think what frustrated him the most is he would go into my accounts, offer 50% price reductions, and the customers would just say, sorry, not interested. So he couldn't beat me on price. Then he sent about three different fellows in to try to get my business. Couldn't beat me on service. And so finally, uh, the bell went off his head and said, if I can't beat him, I'll buy him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. And and after he bought your company, tell everyone what happened. Sold the company. And then, uh, of course, as is always the case, he hadn't thought about the relationship I had built with all those customers for all those years. So after about a year, he hired me back on as a consultant. So I make a percentage of the sales that continue through his company. And then in addition, uh, I took a position locally here with Alliance Calibration as COO and have headed up their sales efforts, marketing efforts, and that company has grown tremendously also. Mm-hmm. What percentage uh, sales increase have you seen over at Alliance? Last year was, was a almost a flat year, but we've been on average 25% a year for the last four years. This year, it looks like we'll probably hit 30%. Mm. Now, have you added, added more staff to the sales department? We've added staff to sales. Uh, we also have telemarketing efforts. We also have marketing efforts. Uh, we commingle all those together so that we can work as a team. It's interesting. People will come into the office and they see Sandler posters everywhere. Because every year at the auction, you know I come in and buy my set. Right, right. Uh, so your your salespeople still need to be Sandler trained. Yes, they do. Good. We'll stick them into the uh, foundations program for a few seats open. Uh, if you, you look back at your experience with Sandler, Bill, what are the one or two Sandler techniques that, that you utilized to grow your businesses? One of the things that stuck in my mind early on was the comment, you're an actor in a Broadway play, you're on a stage. Once I was able to get the sales fill and the other fill separated, that was a breakthrough for me, enjoyed sales. And in all honesty, uh, I have a background in science, so the negative reverse struck well with me, that change in momentum. It seemed awkward at first to go more negative, but it's simple physics. An object at rest remains at rest. Object of motion remains in motion, given an opposing force. Uh, it made the sales process much more enjoyable. Uh, and the biggest help of all the techniques was getting to know quickly. We developed a phone script. We would get to know as quickly as possible so that when I did sit down with a potential client, I knew why I was there. I knew what their issues were. The conversation was brief to the point And I think I'd shared this with you previously. Before, I was happy with maybe a 10% close rate. After implementing those few techniques, I quit meeting with people that weren't financially in a position to do business with me or weren't interested. 
and met with people that had genuine needs. And then my close rate in a face-to-face went to 90%, and that's a great satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's a really big change. Huge, dramatic. Uh, that's why I tell everyone Sandler works. You need to go. And it's not a one-class seminar like so many people tout. It's a system. Uh, and as people know that are regular uh, visitors to the classes, I pop in and out from time to time for refreshers. I listen to, well, they're now on my iPod, but I used to listen to the CDs, tapes. I refresh my memory all the time. It's that reinforcement. That's the huge advantage of Sandler. I recently came to a class, and we were exchanging ideas after class, and someone mentioned the book, uh, The War of Art. And I said, oh, I've read that. He says, no, you read The Art of War. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfeld, uh, excellent book. That's why I like coming back to the classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get new ideas from people. Uh, You find out about things that you weren't aware of. One of the biggest flaws we have is not knowing what we don't know. And so it's good to get around other professionals that can give you more insight, more tools, and have that good positive feedback, positive reinforcement. Right. There are a lot of new uh, Sandler programs coming up. Um, In uh, March of next year, the uh, Sandler Client Summit in Orlando Number three is coming up. You should be, be you should be there, Phil, for two days. And you know that would be good weather in March. I must say that uh, it really would. Yeah, it might be good weather at both ends. Yes, <laughs> you actually be able to catch the flight on the right day to get there. Uh, I know I usually leave a, about a week down in Orlando for, for that conference, and uh, we're going to have some great speakers uh, and everything uh, Matson learned. Uh, uh, everything that Dave Matson learned about running the conference is going to be incorporated into the uh, third year. Excellent. Uh, I'm looking to come up with nine people from the Cincinnati marketplace and we get our own private table up front. That shouldn't be a problem, Mike. Well, we've only got three so far. When Once they listen to this broadcast, they'll be signing up. Okay. If not, they're making a mistake. We'll expect to see you there. Best five hundred dollars you ever spent. Uh, some of the guys uh, actually bought it earlier when it was on uh, early reservation discount. Uh, Bill, in uh, looking at uh, your business now, okay, because you lead as chief operating officer, a group of how many people? We're up to eighteen employees now. Uh, we're in the process of hiring two more. Um, can't mention the specific company, but a very major player in Cincinnati is consolidating and bringing more work into Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. our business with them is going to triple. I had a meeting with that client today. They said by December they'll actually need two dedicated calibration technicians just for their business. Wow. Uh, so one of the new programs that I'm sure is going to be introduced before the client summit maybe as early as November, is the uh, Sandler Leadership Program. Perhaps you want to uh, share with our listeners a leadership tip. I'm glad you asked that question. I recently returned from my son's Marine Boot Camp graduation. One, that was just a fantastic event to witness, but when I look at how they take these young people, instill leadership, honor, courage, and commitment are the big um, motto for the Marine Corps, It made me reflect back on business. And the best leadership I can give people 
is to know what you do not know. Nobody is perfect. Never let yourself get so arrogant that you don't think you can improve. That's why I continually listen again and again uh, to the Sandler tapes I have. That's why I come back to classes. There's always room for improvement. You're never going to learn it all. And as soon as you think you've learned it all, somebody will have something better. I mentioned to you earlier, Mike, failure to adapt leads to extinction. And I think that's a key leadership tip that people need to understand. The guy that made the best buggy whip, and I know some of the audience are going to buggy whip, Exactly. Mm -hmm. Who cares? That market is gone. And if you don't adapt and evolve and build your skill set, you also will go out of business. Mm -hmm. Many years ago when I had my uh, first business in California, I ran into a guy in the software business. And his philosophy, uh, which I found hard to ingrain since we were starting a new business at the time, was to reinvent yourself every six months. And if you're not adding 50% new, you have a problem. Absolutely. A prime example that I've seen, particularly in the Cincinnati market, while some businesses are consolidating and bringing uh, more business opportunity to Cincinnati, in the past year, I've seen at least 10 fairly good-sized companies close their doors. One company, within a week's time, the building was vacant. They had one customer. That customer decided to take their work offshore, and they closed within five business days. Wow, that's a big uh, big kick in the head. Exactly. And as you mentioned, if you're not bringing on new business, you will go out of business. It's tough economic times. Technology changes. Needs change. And if you're not constantly bringing on new business, there's no way you can keep your doors open. Mm -hmm. then your customers are someone else's best prospects. Exactly. Good. Uh, we're going to take a, a short commercial break here, and we're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club, and uh, that's a networking meeting that meets once a month face-to-face -face here in Cincinnati. I am the sponsor, so they meet here at our training center in Eastgate. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you tell the folks about Tip Club? Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business -business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business -business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800 
1-800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Phil Wiseman, Chief Operating Officer today at uh, Alliance Calibration. Uh, Phil, why don't you tell the the audience a little bit more about exactly what Alliance Calibration does so they have a better idea. Alliance Calibration is an ISO 17025 accredited laboratory. What that means in layman's terms is we meet specified standards set internationally Uh, Particularly in the automotive world, it's a mandate that they use an accredited laboratory such as ourselves. We bring a skill set to the market that is very unique. It's audited by our accrediting body, so we must constantly uh, be on our A game. About every six months, they literally come into our facility, stand over the shoulders of our people, ask them questions, watch what they do, if we're found to be out of compliance with any of the standards, then we're given a nonconformance. We must address it immediately and correct it, and failure to do so would lead to the loss of our accreditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does uh, the auto industry use Alliance Calibration? The auto industry, as a matter of fact, uh, I have three of our staff at the Automotive Advisory Group meeting uh, today and tomorrow in, I think it's in Livonia, Michigan. Um, the criticality of calibration Think of it this way. If one company is making the nut and the other company is making the bolt, it's real important that those tolerances meet each other or the nut won't screw into the bolt. Just like medical devices, if you're having a plate put in your back, you want to know that the screws are going to stay in the plate so you don't have to have a second surgery. Uh, so a lot of people think of calibration as something esoteric, but in practical terms, it ensures that a company can use multiple vendors and the products meet the tolerances necessary so they all work together. So just the, something as simple as the screw threads. Yes, that's that's a very critical issue because uh, we deal with a company here in Cincinnati that has international operations in the oil industry, and they use British pipe thread standards, and also the Japanese are very similar to the British pipe thread standards. So they make a product in America that's going to be used in a different country, so they need to make sure that their devices meet the tolerances as specified in those other countries. Wow, that's good. gets to be complicated. Um, How do you go to market? We do many things to get the name of Alliance Calibration out there. We have a well-established customer base. Right now, I think it's about 1,500 customers from every size, type, industry available. We do marketing efforts. We use the social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn groups. I've recently started writing a blog uh, to let people know a little bit more about our business philosophy. Because quite frankly, the well, tech... Make sure you put this radio show in your blog. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the technical nuances of calibration are quite complex, so we attend various conferences uh, with national standards and international standards and groups that must adhere to these standards. So 
we make our presence out there, but at the same time, we use the standard sales techniques that any company would use. We make cold calls. Uh, we send out emails. We send out postcards, letters. So we do the traditional things, but we also realize that in this market, you have to be a little bit more sophisticated with those tools. Just to send them out will get you no response. So we use a contact manager, CR, you know, CRM that most companies would have. We make sure that there's a follow-up scheduled with every Which one do you use. happen to use, Phil? I happen to use ACT. Goldmine is also a great one, but I've used ACT for 20 years, and it's simple, and it's a very easy-to-use interface for our new employees, minimal training. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we did here at Sandler a few years ago was create add-on modules for the three most popular uh, CRMs, you know, Salesforce.com, Microsoft CRM, and ACT. These are integrated with the CRM, so the salesperson has minimal extra input to fill out things like Sandler's Attitude Behavior Journal Cookbook. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was completely unaware, so we're going to talk after the show. Okay. Uh it's a, it's a great little add-on. Um, uh, the ACT one might actually be uh, the best of the three since it was completed last. And it, uh, it had the advantage of seeing the growing pains that the first two had. That's also a good business lesson, Mike. You learn from the mistakes of others. Right, right. We we have a saying, you know, the the road to the new frontier in business is littered with the bones of the pioneers. I like that. Uh, sometimes it doesn't pay to be a pioneer unless you really are well equipped. Um, what's the uh, the reason that people buy from Alliance? Because I suppose nationwide there must be other calibration companies. There are literally thousands of calibration companies across the United States, literally thousands of accredited calibration companies such as ourselves. The big advantage that we have is we've taken it up to a whole new level. Uh, all of our technicians are certified by the American Society for Quality, which is an examination. It's rigorous. In addition to that, we have one of the broadest scopes of accreditation. Some people only calibrate thread plugs or gauge blocks or things of that nature. We're very sophisticated. I'm very pleased to announce that we're in the process of purchasing a GPS-disciplined oscillator. What that is, that's an oscillator that goes via satellite to the National Bureau of Standards in the United States and gives us the capability to do very, very high-frequency calibrations right from the National Institute of Standards. So we try to stay on the cutting edge with technology, but at the same time, we listen to our customers. We have some customers that need us to have pickup and delivery. I have one customer that needs special colored stickers on his gauges. We give them special colored stickers. These are all basic Sandler things. Find the need and fill it. We listen to our customers and do what they need. Is there a uh, unique marketing advantage that Alliance Calibration brings with the brand? We recently hired a firm to come up with a brand for us. We Alliance has been around for many years. It was started by a former General Electric uh, employee. Uh, we never quite had a brand. We, we had a logo. Uh, we've been very successful with our branding, and we now have 
branding on T-shirts, on our certificates. People are recognizing our brand now. And it's quite interesting because it's a series of gears, and it shows the big picture of calibration instead of some obscure, bizarre little symbol that nobody understands. That's, I think, where many companies fail with their brand. They don't understand the brand is more than a logo. It's what you're about. Uh, we, we market the fact that we're accredited. We brand the fact that we offer a standard five business day turnaround, which in the four years that I've been at Alliance, we've never missed a deadline, 100% success there. In addition, we provide on-site services. This is all part of our branding to differentiate us from the other customers, for the other companies when they go to their customers and say, oh, we do X or Y. We offer services way above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. What do you think the uh, opportunities and possibilities are for uh, Alliance over the next few years? I'm very excited about our possibilities because we have not allowed ourselves to become stagnant. Uh, we've had excellent growth. The growth has come through new business, even though many of our former clients have either closed their doors or been consolidated or purchased and moved overseas. The opportunities for us are fantastic because we allow our staff to use their creativity and innovation to bring us into new markets. A year ago, we were not in the air balancing market. Those are the fellows that come in and make sure that your air conditioner duct is blowing the air out at the right speed so that one room's not hotter than another. Now we are one of the major players in that market. Hmm. I thought that only uh, heating and conditioning contractors did that. That is correct. But someone must calibrate their equipment to ensure that the airflow that they set is actually proper. So they need to send those devices in. Uh, Many companies were sending those back to the manufacturers, waiting four to six weeks. We can turn those around in five business days. I actually had a president of an air balancing firm uh, in Florida call me and said, this is unbelievable. He said, you guys are slightly higher, and actually we're about 10% higher than the manufacturer. He said, I'll make that up the first hour that my tech is out in the field. So while our cost is higher, it's more profitable for the end user to select Alliance Calibration because of our turnaround time. They can get the instrument back and be making profit sooner. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're doing business with companies all over the country. Yes. uh, We do business throughout the entire United States. We work with some companies locally that ship product all over the world, but our main focus is in the contiguous 48 states. Good. Phil, we're going to take a... A short break now, and then we'll be back in a couple of minutes uh, with Phil Wiseman. Imagine you just left your prospect's office, and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. 
You salesmen are all the same You don't care about my needs You don't care about my pain You think about yourself You think it's all a game You don't ask my opinion You don't even know my name Salespeople come And then they're gone They don't care about them And they ain't there long Just ask for the info And get the price now Check the competition The better anyhow These guys are all Talk, talk, talk It's a lie They don't say nothing But I mean mine They sticky and they're selfish And they in my face Soon as I get rid of one More will take its place They manipulate, trap, con, and control They don't know, I'm the master of my soul I had them run around till they dazed and confused They shop it to others, I won't be abused But wait, what's this? Another sales joke Did he just give me permission to say no? Don't know what to think and I don't know what to say What's the deal with this guy? It's not the sales way Guess he hasn't learned how to play the sales game Not too bright, he's probably not to blame The boss sent him out without the first clue I'll try to help him out and show him what to do Now he asks a question, wait for me to tell All about my world, my own private hell They don't seem to care if I leave or buy I don't know what to think of weird sales guys I'm talking and I'm talking, I can't believe my ears I'm telling this guy my big bad fears I'm telling them things that I don't even know I'm letting down my guard and I'm putting on a show Can you help me please take the lead Can't you hear I'm hurting, see me bleed I'm ready to go, move on, proceed Did he just say it might not be what I need? Well, I'll show him. I just gotta have his stuff. Don't care what it costs or if it's tough. I'm ready to sign. Just show me how. Did he just ask what I wanna do now? So I close the deal and feel real good. Gonna tell this guy about my brothers in the hood. Never ever send another salesman down my line. Gotta have my man, my advisor every time. This is Mike Roth with Phil Wiseman back after the Sandler rap. So, Phil, what do you think? Is that the first time you've heard the Sandler rap? That is the first time I've heard the Sandler rap, and as a musician, um, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it, t- it tells the great Sandler story from the prospect's perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're not sure what I meant by that, you'll have to go back and re-listen to that, this part of the show. Phil, we have a rule here about business that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you have to come up with a complex solution to solve the problem. Perhaps you could share with our audience a complex problem that you solve with a complex solution. I have a good example of that one for you, Mike. We were called in by a major automotive parts manufacturer. We had done business with one of their smaller facilities, and they were very frustrated with their current calibration provider. As we went in, I could understand why they'd be frustrated because the customer did not even understand their own system, used nomenclature that most of the staff didn't understand, had different segments of business in the same facility that did not communicate to each other. Nobody was on the same page. So you can see that's like walking into a hornet's nest. So what we did is we stepped back and looked at the program and said, how can we make this customer-centric, make it easy to do business with us? So we ended up changing our whole business paradigm with them. We typically will take gauge descriptions and use the industry standards, but this customer, we could see that was not going to work. So we created a unique naming system in our database specific to them because in addition to having unique names, they also came up with unique frequencies to have things calibrated again. 
And uh, that also was not systematic. So we went into our system, and by creating these unique names, these unique types, we gave them unique calibration cycles, put that up on the Internet for the customers. They could log in at any point in time, pull the calibration data, see when items are coming due. That turned into a one-year contract. Now we've been with that customer. We're going into almost our third year. They keep growing with complexity. We keep coming up with solutions. They haven't gone out for bid or quote since we've been there, and it's worked out well for us, well for them. We took all the wrinkles out of the system. We handle all the issues for them, so at their end, they just simply click their mouse, and there's the data. Mm -hmm. And what kind of equipment are you calibrating? In this case, they have a lot of custom gauges that they've made for themselves unique to their product and have come up with their own unique specifications. So that would be such things as rings that would measure internal diameters, uh, threads that might need to be a certain pitch or degree, uh, basic calibration tools but very custom to this customer, in some cases customized specifically for them at a specific application. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it reminds me of uh, one of the fellows who owns a uh, machine shop over in northern Kentucky. Uh, uh, you ought to talk to him. He might already be a customer of Alliance, but yes, I'll talk to him. Could be, could be. Uh, come out to the Rotary Picnic on uh, on Thursday, uh, the 19th, and well, that's today. You should see him. Excellent. I'll be there. I'll introduce you to Fred. Uh, does Alliance have a long-term strategic planning process? Yes, we do, Mike, and I've been revamping that specific plan. Actually, I've been working on it for the past two weeks. The strategic plan for us is to be the nationwide company that people view as the leader in calibration. There are many large companies that have marketing budgets that exceed our yearly revenues. Mm -hmm. So to compete in that arena, you have to look for opportunities to showcase yourself, to showcase your expertise. Uh, our technicians, our staff are frequently sought after to speak at technical conferences and conventions. We also look at the technology that's available that can keep us not only on the cutting edge, but being the first to market. And so that is all part of a long-term strategic plan of getting the word out there, being beyond the cutting edge, offering a level of service beyond. And, of course, that involves detailed training. Everyone in our facility has ongoing training at least weekly. In addition, we encourage learning for learning's sake. We offer tuition reimbursement for non-business-related classes. One of my technicians came to me and said, can I take a Russian class and be reimbursed? I said, absolutely, because learning for learning's sake is good. Lifelong learning, I think, is a key to success for your personal growth and your business growth. Uh, so is, is that a hint that you're entering the uh, former Soviet Union or Russia as a uh, business market? If the possibility exists, I will seize it, yes. Okay. That's interesting. Uh 
Uh, why don't you tell our audience about turnover in your organization? Do you have any sales turnover or service turnover in your company? We have very minimal turnover. We have staff that have been with us for over 20 years. As our, we have grown, of course, we've added lots of new staff. Our turnover is very low for several reasons. One, we offer job diversification. Nobody does the same exact thing day after day after day after day. There's a lot of variety. We have project coordinators, which is a catch-all title. They do everything from interface with the customer to schedule site visits to create quotations for existing customers. They're also involved in our marketing efforts, uh, both via social media, the web, things of that nature, conferences. Our technicians, likewise. We encourage them to broaden their horizons, to build their skill sets. We do some very high voltage calibrations. It takes, quite frankly, several years for a technician to build the skill level to not risk injury to himself to perform those. We have training programs for those types of opportunities. What 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 kind of voltage are you talking about when you say high voltage? Over a hundred thousand volts on a regular basis. Wow, what kind of equipment uses hundred thousand volts? We work with some of the major players in the energy industry, uh, there's a company here in town that when a transformer blows, they have the skill sets, the tools, and the technicians. They can, many cases, fix those live. So we calibrate the equipment they use so they can ensure what their technicians are getting involved with so they don't go out there and get electrocuted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there any applicable uh, things in the uh, in the market with our uh, home rechargers for electric vehicles? This is a fascinating uh, new market that's emerging. Uh, We were involved with the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio with all the smart grid and the meters and all these sorts of things. I had a chance to tour the, I guess I'll call it the city of the future that Duke Energy has set up over in Erlanger, Kentucky. And as we look at these all-electrical devices, I think it's become more and more imperative for companies to be much more sophisticated in their testing equipment and apparatus. And, of course, we calibrate those to ensure that the reading they get is the true reading. And I think this is going to become more and more of an emerging market. Okay, emerging market. Uh, What areas do you think your your company is particularly good at? And and what areas do you think you need to uh, do a lot of work on? Our best asset are our people. We are very good at listening to our customer, trying to fulfill that need, and not taking the customer and shoving them into our program. Every customer has unique needs. We try to develop a custom program for each and every customer. The biggest obstacle we face is hiring the right types of people to work in our environment. We are not an assembly line operation. We deal with a diverse market, every type of industry you can imagine, at every educational level, from engineering to people that work on the shop floor. So you need a very unique skill set. And I think our biggest challenge is going to be able to find people that are willing to take the risk personally to develop themselves to be comfortable in all these types of settings. Mm -hmm. How are you finding the the, uh, 
new people that you need to hire? In many cases, we actually have customers approach us that want to come to work for us. Uh, we've hired several technicians that way, and I that's always a fine line. Yeah, it seems like it could be a little bit sticky. Yes, and so I always have the conversation with them that before we proceed, let's understand the risk. And um, it's worked out well. We've, we have two technicians with us now that were former customers. Um, they're absolutely fantastic, uh, and it's worked out well. Most of the people that come to us are going to be by some sort of referral. Uh, what I found these days is everybody looks beautiful on a resume, but when I sit down and talk to people, uh, their actual skill sets aren't quite as represented. And then if they are as represented, then the next key piece is how will they fit into our organization so they can work in what I call an eclectic, uh, hectic environment. And how do you uh, test that? One of the things I've started doing on several interviews is particularly for folks that need to use Excel as part of their job, I will actually have a data set and have them, I turn my laptop around and said, here, make a pivot table, show me how to sort the data, how do you get the average, how do you get the mean, because if they've represented they have those skills, great. I remember one interview in particular, the young man was very nervous, and he said, I'll be honest with you, my brain is freezing, but I'm going to hit the help button, and I'll figure out how to do it. I hired him, because that was impressive to me that under the pressure, he was crumbling, but realized, all I need to do is hit the help button, and I'll figure it out. Well, that's good. Don't ask me to do a pivot table. <laughs> uh, well, I'll confess that I've used them. I uh, don't want to make them. Uh, what what motivates you, Phil, as a CEO, a chief operating officer, to make really tough decisions? It's about going to the bank. And when you're in business, you go to the bank. And that's difficult for many people. I think an advantage I have is my father was in the Army for 27 years. And so I had a good model of someone that made decisions and stuck by his decisions and in business, you have to look at the... Was your dad an officer? No, my dad was actually a sergeant major. Oh. Okay. So he, he's the guy that really ran the Army. Mm -hmm. Sergeant majors, company sergeants, uh, those are the guys that make the day-to-day -day nuts and bolts work. And uh, my youngest son has recently joined the Marines, so he's, he's going down that same path. But you have to be able to make a decision, stick with it, and then you also have to be able to step up in front of all your staff, when you've made a terrible decision that's failed miserably and hold yourself completely accountable for the results. Whether the results are good, then all the staff gets the credit. When the results are bad, you as the leader, as the CEO, take full responsibility. And most people have a tough time doing that. See, that's great, Phil. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, we're going to take a, another short commercial break here. And the first thing we're going to do is listen to a Sandler rule, rule number 44. talk about rule 44. If your foot hurts, you're probably standing on your own toe. Here's an example. You go through your proposal with the prospect. Everything looks great. Your prospect is responding in a positive fashion to the information that you brought to the table. Um, everyone feels good. You wrap up and move forward for the order. 
only to find that the prospect says that they have to take your information to a committee. Now, at this point, you can get angry with the prospect. Why didn't they bring that up? Why didn't they tell you that they were going to have to take this information to somebody else before they could make a decision? Well, it's your job to ask the right questions to uncover roadblocks and potential problems ahead of time so that you don't find yourself scrambling at a future date when it's already too late. So take responsibility when the prospect brings up new problems and challenges. If you ask the right questions ahead of time, you can diffuse the situation before it's too late. And next time you're faced with the situation, the results will be positive. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Phil Wiseman. Phil, uh, so we don't lose track of this. It's an important question. I know you're an Internet-savvy kind of guy and Internet uh, prospecting kind of company. Maybe you could share with our listeners the kinds of things you're doing over there at Calibration, uh, Alliance Calibration to uh, take advantage of the Internet. The Internet is probably the largest captive audience you can find the problem is that attention span is ridiculously short. I think where most people fail in this arena, they have a Facebook page, they have a website, and it's stagnant. We're currently redoing our entire website. We have found that regardless of how well a designed website you have, people really get tired of looking at it in about six months. It has to be fed with new content. Video is the latest rage. And so we are changing a lot of our approach to our website to include more video information instead of just plain white papers or downloadable sheets, that text sheets that people used to have. Also, I use a program to, for lack of a better word, feed our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our LinkedIn account, um, pre-program those appropriate posts. But also there's so much information out there, I, I weed through and try to find relevant information to our customers that's relevant in their world. Uh, what program is it that you're using to feed uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter? I use Hootsuite. I find it to be a very easy interface and very economical. I think our current program is $9.99 a month. That's it. Right. Really economical. Yes. And that allows you to feed new content into those social media sites. Yes, you can... Uh, Prearrange your tweets that way if you have a Twitter account. But what I particularly like about it is we have such a diverse business base, customer base. I can pull information from American Society of Mechanical Engineers. I can pull information from relevant standards groups and have it post uh, to our page to give our customers meaningful information. 
I've recently started to add uh, the FDA recall notices more as a social commentary for people to know that uh, with allergies the way they are, if something had peanuts and something got recalled, I know there's been dog food recalls. So we try to also have the social piece in there. Um, we never really promote the business through these posts. It's more educational and informational. We want our customers to know that we understand their industry. We know what's going on and we know what's relevant. Okay. That's good to uh, use a an offline software program to feed online content. Yes. And that's something you manage internally, Phil? Yes. I actually um, started that myself. We we do have a social media consultant. Uh, he's taught me almost everything I need to know. I still keep him on retainer when I have questions I don't understand. But I've also taught our staff how to use all these. One of the uh, young ladies at Workforce feeds our Pinterest page. As we have interesting-looking things that come in for calibration, she's very crafty and skillful with photography. So she'll take pictures of things we calibrate arrange them in an artistic way, which personally I don't have that talent, and um, put some on our Pinterest pages as well as sharing recipes and the typical things that are on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell our audience what uh, your people would say about your current sales culture? Our sales culture is customer-centric. We do not have a cookie-cutter program. We know that Every customer is unique. If there's anything you can learn from Sandler, find the need. Find what's particular to that customer, and that's how you will get their business. Most companies want to sell you a program, give you a presentation. We listen to the customer, find out their specific needs, and then do everything humanly possible to make that happen. And then, quite frankly, Mike, sometimes it's not humanly possible, and you have to walk away. Mm. I don't know if you noticed me cringe when you said needs. Uh, because here at San Luis, we teach people to find your prospects' pains, the psychological, clinical reasons that they must buy. When I said needs, in essence, that's my way of saying pain. I, yes, I have the pain funnel up in my office. Uh, I use that on every phone call. So let's just call that, I'm, I'm, I'm past 50, so let's just call it a senior moment. Okay, a senior moment. Um in in looking at your uh, longer term plan, uh, how how long is that long term strategic plan? Right now, I'm looking ten years out, breaking that into one year segments, and breaking that into quarterly actions that must be taken. Understanding that that the market evolves and changes, that is totally open to rapid change. But if you don't look strategically long-term, you will do the same things over and over, and nothing will get accomplished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have a, a different recommendation that we have been implementing for a few clients is a two-year strategic plan, which gets re-upped every six months. Oh, absolutely. It has to be open for revision. You have to look at it on a regular basis. And we sit down routinely and ask ourselves, what is it that we don't know that we don't know? Because new markets come out that you may be completely unaware of and you may be missing a business opportunity. So absolutely, I agree with you. It has to be 
subject to some sort of review at least six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least twice a year you got to look at it. Absolutely. Throw away the last six months. Maybe you learn something. And something that was uh, two years into the future is now only 18 months, and we have to re- recalibrate it, to use one of your words. It, it's just like the Sandler classes at the bottom, lessons learned. You have to do lessons learned with everything in business. Sure, sure. Uh, and since, since you brought up Sandler classes, uh, why don't you share with uh, with our audience what you think the, the two best Sandler classes have been for you in the last couple of years, just from a subject perspective? That is an extremely difficult question for me because there's never been a class that I've walked out of that I didn't gain something very meaningful. Um, no guts, no gain is excellent. Transactional analysis. Uh, Mike, you know I can't limit it to two. Well, I, I, even the... Uh, no guts, no gain uh, is at least an eight-hour full course, and uh, the way we do it here in Cincinnati is we cut it up into two-hour segments. So uh, it takes a while o- over a period of a year before people would sit through at least three of the four segments. That's all part of the the positive reinforcement, as I mentioned earlier. Sandler system is not a one-day seminar. You're not going to read a book. It's positive reinforcement, ongoing training. And for me personally, that's why I think it's been so successful in my career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we went over earlier this week was uh, writing your Sandler script and reviewing the Sandler script with, with our clients who came to the class to get a better view of how they're progressing because certainly people who are newer in the program will have a two-page script, and some people after six months have uh, 20 pages, and other people who are still working hard and making more money have 80 pages at the end of a year or 18 months. And so they're ready for any and all uh, selling scenarios that come up in their world. Um, in, in the world over there at uh, Alliance Calibration, what's the toughest problem that crops up for your salespeople? One of the most difficult problems is a lack of understanding sometimes on the customer's part as to the complexity of what they're asking for. As in any other business, that commodity view can be taken. It's very difficult and it's a challenge for ourselves people to get the customer to the point where they can differentiate between value and just a price. We don't sell on price. We bring value. That is a difficult task because so many times we just get these emails off the internet, send me a quote. That's not how we do business because you may have a device that needs special attention. You may have specific things that need tested that you didn't ask. You may need specific set points that need to be calibrated that you didn't tell us about. So the biggest task for our sales force is to ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Good. Uh, Bill, do you have any uh, closing remarks? The best advice I could give anyone listening to the program, if you have not become involved with the Sandler system, I strongly encourage you to do so. 
It's helped my career tremendously, given me tools that have aided in my success. Come back to the classes if you haven't been one in a while. Great positive reinforcement. You'll learn some new tools, and you'll keep your personal development growing. Great. Bill, thanks again for being part of the show today. Appreciation of being part of the show. I'm going to be giving you a Sandler audio program that you don't currently own. Thank you. And, uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.